It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. The hectic pace of modern life, and especially the typical workday, is one that can overwhelm even the most ambitious, hardworking professional. Andy Kaur is the author of Change Your Day, Not Your Life, a realistic guide to sustained motivation, more productivity, and the art of working well. And he's joining me today on Amy's Table. Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm doing great, Amy. It's great to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because this kind of thing just gets me all fired up. I'm always, uh, I'm a striver. I'm a striver for sure. But tell me a little bit about how you wrote this book. What led you to it? Is it all of us being scattered, hardworking people who can't quite get it together? <laughs> well, I think most of us have felt like that at one time or another. Uh, what what got me to write this book is that I get the, I have the opportunity to go into organizations all over the globe, basically, and study their people. And most of these organizations are high-demand organizations where there's a lot of pop, um, possible opportunity, but there's lots of work and sometimes a lot of pressure. And so what I found over the last 22 years is that people either are in one of three categories. They're either what psychologists call a thriver, and that's the person who accomplishes seems like they accomplish more than everybody else, but they also have time to live healthy, they have time to have a, a robust personal life. Then there's the striver, and the striver is the person who oftentimes is thriving, but then oftentimes they're struggling a bit because they feel like their motivation fluctuates, their energy fluctuates, they're not as happy or as productive as they feel like they should be given what's going on in their life currently. So it fluctuates, and then there are the strugglers, and those are the people who aren't really just a great fit for a high-demand workplace. They are either either eventually leave or are liberated to pursue other opportunities. So I see this, and my focus are the thrivers and the strivers. And why? Do, why how can some people thrive under a high-demand schedule, and, and why do some people who seem to work as harder, if not harder, struggle? So that's what my focus is. Well, I have a question for you. When you say that you uh, approach corporations all over the globe, do you find that our challenges are universal or do they change based on the culture? Well, I believe that especially in most of the organizations that I do internationally are uh, American companies. Oh, okay. But they're but they're but they're populated with people from the local um local populations, the workers are um international. So right. I find that most the problem for most of us is, is that once we get into a high demand work schedule, I think whether it's in Asia, Europe or here, is that you eventually start to adopt patterns of behavior, a way of living and working that makes it harder for us to to do what we're striving and, and sacrificing so much to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I totally get these three sort of categories, thriver, striver, and struggler. And I think I find myself literally, as I said to you earlier, somewhere between striver and thriver. <laughs> and I yeah. think I think it's an interesting um, thing. You know, your first tip that you offered is figure out what's doable in a day. And I think that's where a lot of strivers probably get overwhelmed is I think I can get so much done. And maybe I can't get as much done as I can. Is it being realistic about our daily to-do list? Well, there's a fine line between uh, optimistic and delusional. (laughs) (laughs) See, I think I'm delusional. (laughs) When I say it out loud, I'm pretty certain I'm delusional. When I look at my to-do list for the day and it's like, no one person could truly get that all done. (laughs) 
I know, and see, that's I think that's a that's a trait of a thriver to have big goals and aspirations and confidence in themselves. But the problem is, is that those people like I'm like that as well. And at the end of the day, if we don't have a way of really um, seeing what we've accomplished, it's easy to feel. Um, like we didn't accomplish what we wanted to, and therefore that leads that kind of bleeds some negative energy into the end of our day, which can bleed into our personal life, which bleeds into the next day. So I think that the difference between those who struggle and those who thrive are not that they have a giant to-do list. It's that I think the thrivers know what really counts and are more pragmatic, more focused, and they have better daily patterns to help them accomplish more of what really counts for that day. Well, and when you talk about better daily patterns, you say get big things done before 9 a.m. And and I will say that is one part where I think I am a thriver because I get my best work done still in my, as I like to call them, magic jammies with my cup of coffee. I, I love that time of day when I'm first up, my brain is clear, there's no distractions. So how can we help people discover that that's a great pattern and what are some other patterns that we should strive for? <laughs> well, I think that's a great idea. My my belief is is in line with a, a psychological theory called behavioral momentum. And basically, it means whatever activities that you do early, first, they help set a tone. They help set a momentum, so to speak. So I'm really adamant about helping people start their day, not only their work day, but their own personal day in a productive way. Develop patterns that help people initiate their personal day and their work day in a way that they're feeling like they're accomplishing what's most important or highly productive work, because then that creates a momentum that will fuel you for the rest of the day, or at least for several hours. So I believe that there's a better way to start the day, both personally and professionally. Uh, It makes so much sense. And I I understand the momentum and setting the tone for sure. If you're just joining us, I'm speaking with Andy Kaur. He's the author of Change Your Day, A Realistic Guide to Sustained Motivation, More Productivity, and the Art of Working Well. Oh, and I like it's Change Your Day, Not Your Life. Um, So you say do first, then know, and not the other way around. Explain that. Well, a lot of people think, and this is a real guilt-inducing idea, is that I know what I should do. I mean, I think one of the hardest questions that driven adults think is, God, why, do I, why don't I want to do what I know I should? I think everybody feels that at time. And what I find is the more successful, the more driven a person is, the more they punish themselves with that question. So what I've discovered is that it's about patterns. It's not about really how, how much you know you should do. It's about how do you start your day How do you, what are the daily patterns that fuel you to be most productive? I'll give you a for instance. Um, Most people, when they land at work, the difference between the thriver and the striver or the struggler is that they know what their most high priority work is and they launch into that first thing. A real common situation. One of my, one of my favorite thrivers is a guy named Barry. He has a very specific morning pattern and he's not a type A anal retentive type person. But he just knows that if he accomplishes a great deal from 7.30 to 9.30, then the rest of his day is going to be great. So he's really focused on doing what I call checking his big boxes right first thing as he approaches work. He says he gets more accomplished by 8.30 or 9 than most of his cohorts because they're just finishing the paper and just starting to get themselves warmed up for the day. 
And I think that bleeds an energy that that kind of can bleed the energy out of your morning and therefore the rest of your day. You know, that makes so much sense to me. And and my question is, so let's just say you are that productive in the early morning hours and it sets the tone for your day. Should you be able to continue at that full throttle for the day? Or is it sort of like um, now you're 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 prepared for and able to handle the distractions that come through the day? Does that make sense? Oh, sure. And there's another possible pitfall is that a lot of times um, my strivers, the hardworking, dedicated people who struggle with stress and fatigue, what they will typically do is to get more accomplished, they'll, they'll do things like work through lunch. And I believe that if you work through lunch or skip lunch to get more accomplished, it's like taking a cash advance on your afternoon productivity. I believe the characteristic of a thriver is they're just better at recharging themselves than the strivers or the strugglers. So they capitalize on that lunchtime to recharge either socially, emotionally, or physically, or they find some way to give them give themselves a little breathing room, a mental break, so they are re-energized enough to kick off their afternoon in a positive way. That makes so much sense. <clears throat> you can't see me, of course, right now, but everything you're saying, I'm making these very, oh my gosh, faces. <laughs> I'm going to put a little note on my desk that says, working through lunch is like taking a cash advance on the afternoon. That's just an epic thing. I love that statement. Well, instead of adding to our to-do list, you're talking about these patterns that we need to build. So you strip away the unnecessary, is that it, and get down to the really necessary? How, how would you rebuild a striver? We've, we've sort of abandoned in the strugglers, but a striver's to-do list to get up to being a thriver. To me, what I, I think is most important is to help people identify what I call their big boxes. You know, what are the, if you were lying in bed at night and you wanted to be able to just in your mind mentally check off what you really accomplished, then, and that you would allow you to relax and go to sleep. See, that's a problem is that if we don't really have a clear handle on what's important and whether or not we check those big boxes in our day. Sure, that's going to reduce your productivity, but it's also going to reduce the quality of, the, of your ability to recharge in the evening and maybe even fall asleep at night. So what I would suggest is to people to outline what are the, what are the most important things that if I did today, I could relax tonight. And I know that's super simplistic, but um, – I think simplicity is often hard to get in today's work culture. So instead of an, I, I believe in a checklist, a, a check boxes that people can check off throughout their day. But some of those boxes just simply need to be enlarged to where they're the big boxes so that when you check that, you know you've really accomplished something. That makes so much sense. That really does. Again, the book is called Change Your Day, Not Your Life, written by Andy Kaur. And I'm going to put all of the information on amystable.com. Um, but this is some great advice. We can all move from being strugglers to strivers and strivers to thrivers with the tips offered in this book. And Andy, thank you so much for the information. I am completely motivated by it and learned a lot from you today. Thank you. Oh, it was my pleasure, Amy. Anytime. Thank you. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman, yeah. Q102.
Sunday, January 31st is the 12th annual Cincinnati Chicken Soup Cook-Off. And I'll tell you what, it is a fun time for families. It's from 12.15 to 2.15 at the Wise Center. It's only $6 per adult, $3 per child, or heck, you take the whole family. It's only a $16 maximum. You can find more at chickensoupcookoff.org. And remember, there's free parking and shuttle buses from an overflow parking lot. So this is easy to do no matter the weather. And it's the 12th annual Cincinnati Chicken Soup Cook-Off at Wise Temple. You gotta go.